Welcome back, Arnon listeners, to Refreshments and Narcotics Rapid Bolus for the week. I want to apologize again for not being able to give you a full episode, but you know we can't leave you hanging like that. It's just we love y'all too much, and y'all love us back. So... Before we go on a nice little vacation, because you know, Nurse Ebony is out living her best life in Japan, and if this is your girl, Nurse Ivory, I'm going to be heading to the sand for the next couple of weeks, okay? So, we need to leave you with something, and why not a growing experience? Because that's how I'm going to look at this so I don't feel even more terrible as I'm telling these stories, but... This week, we decided to be very transparent and talk about some errors or mistakes that we've made as nurses that help us grow within our career. Um, I know you took a listen to Nurse Ebony and her uh, rapid bolus just a couple of days ago, and I want to share with you a couple of experiences with me that uh, helped me grow especially in communication, humility, and maybe just a little bit of skill. (laughs) Um, So my first story, I'm going to start off talking about a time when I had a supplemental job. I I was a two-job nurse shorty, okay? Uh, I was trapping at two different hospitals, uh, and... The second hospital I was at, I was working in like a GPU area, like a telemetry GPU. I don't know if you guys remember, but in my background, I started in an intermediate care at a health system that literally every role and task was like divvied out to a specialty, if that makes any sense. Like there was nurses to do simply pass meds and do assessments. And there was respiratory therapists, obviously. But then there was EKG text. There was phlebotomists. Like, you weren't even drawing your own labs type stuff. So, I was used to simply just sticking to my role as assessing, teaching, and medicating, right? So, I go to this other hospital where I'm picking up a day. And they tell me that my patient... um, called it and she's asking for a breathing treatment now I don't know about (laughs) y'all I know they said they taught us something about respiratory treatments in nursing school but at this point I had been about a couple years removed from school and had no practice with nebulizers outside of watching respiratory therapists give nebulizers like I worked on a unit where I'm very well versed in ventilators and things like that but when it came to like touching it besides suctioning and making sure positioning was right and make sure everything was connected to the patient anything opposite of that like going away from the patient nebulizer treatment settings things like that I didn't know much of and I kind of fought myself because I didn't really try to learn more than what was needed of me at the time rookie mistake right so the patient says she wants a breathing treatment and I'm like cool where's the respiratory therapist to give and they said no boo <laughs> you give those I'm like oh okay and here I am supposed to be like this supplemental staff that 
is coming in with this experience to be able to help assist the unit in flowing better, right? And I don't know how to do something that they know how to do. So I ain't gonna lie. I'm not gonna start lying to you now. I was like, I can't have these hoes see me sweat. Like, <laughs> I can figure out how to give a breathing treatment. I watched them put it in the little plastic little cylinder and then you turn it on to where the smoke come out and voila, voila breathing treatment <laughs> yeah um I quickly learned that that's not just all um I go I think it was an albuterol treatment I don't know. I ain't going to make, make up stuff. It was a nebulizer. So I get it out. And then I, I had initially started looking it up in our, you know, electronic medical, like, um, record in the medication section where you can kind of click on and read through. And I'm skimming through and I'm trying to find out, like, administration. Like, is there some instructions in here that I can, like, follow? I want to say I might have read it. I cannot tell you. It's been some years. But I went in there like, okay, how hard could this be? I set it up. I turn it on. Look, all the nice smoke starts coming out. I know it's not smoke. Leave me alone. All the nice smoke starts coming out. I put it on her face. This is a young girl, like 20-something. Thank you. You know, whoop, whoop. I walk out. Y'all, the breathing treatment didn't even finish. And she called me like, hey, um, something's wrong with my lip. So I pulled the mask off her face and lo and behold, the corner of her bottom lip is starting to swell. I'm like, oh, um, I froze. I froze, y'all. I froze. Because, like, how do I explain to this girl that I messed up? And I don't know where I messed up at. So I'm like, I am so sorry. Let's turn this off. I'm going to call the respiratory therapist. I'll call the doctor and we'll figure out what we're going to do. So I called the respiratory therapist. I gave the girl some ice. I gave her some Benadryl just in case she was having an allergic reaction, which she wasn't apparently. It was more kind of like a contact thing. Um, talked to the respiratory therapist, and she's like, well, did you dilute it? I was like, uh, come again. <laughs> what you mean? Say that again. Did I do what? Well, what, what was it? <laughs> she said, did you dilute it? And I'm like, mm-mm. Mm, I was supposed to do that. And uh, that's what I learned. You cannot be scared to ask questions because I could admit to myself that I am not confident in doing this. And the embarrassment I felt like I was going to have of saying, hey, I don't know how to give a breathing treatment when I'm like a critical care nurse back on a GPU, you know, having to ask someone who's worked in a lower acuity like how do you do something that they might think is so simple but I was too prideful in the moment and my prideful my pride and my lack of humility and my arrogance led to the patient walking around looking like somebody sucker punched her in her lip thank god you know she 
you know, wasn't suffering an allergic reaction, but because of my own personal issues, she suffered. And I apologize wholeheartedly to her, you know, you know, I made any mistake, I made an error, and you know, she said, It's okay. I'll be okay. It's okay. And her ability to forgive me told me like you don't need to be doing this again like ask questions now you can look at me any way type you want uh I will ask a question because I I don't want to anybody to be to bear the consequences of my ego especially when I'm there to provide a service I am there to provide care and help people in one of on one of their worst days so that's my first error and my second error I'll be somewhat quick about and I say that because I'm still kind of healing and still learning from this but I had a patient who had hourly neuro checks and um, unfortunately, she wasn't my only patient. And for whatever reason, I had did her like 5 a.m. neuro check. Went in somewhere toward closer towards six o'clock. I got very busy with my other patient, like to the point where I had spent an enormous amount of time in his room. And I had the providers there. We was just it was just a very busy end of the shift. And I remember thinking like, oh, shoot, I need to go do her six o'clock neuro assessment. But what was happening in my other patient's room was dire at that point. And instead of sending a colleague to go check on her for me, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get to it. I'm probably not going to be in here much longer. And sad to say, I was in there right up until day shift walked on the floor. So they walk on the floor, and as a part of my best practice, I'm always doing, um, like, if I have an hourly assessment, I do that 7 a.m. hourly assessment with the oncoming shift, like, during handoff, so we can both see what I'm telling them together. So I, I you know, I tell her, you know, her, uh, this patient's neuro assessments have been unremarkable, unchanged all night, you know, let me go in. And lo and behold, when we get to the bedside, and I am attempting to do the neuroassessment. Um, there, it's drastically different, like drastically different. Uh, the patient who was very alert, responding, following commands, is now very um, somnolent, not following commands, barely withdrawing. And I'm like, I'm not sure what's happening. You know, she's been great all day, and. Then it hits me, I missed it. That 6 a.m. assessment, I missed. I come back later that night to find out that she had bled. She had a spontaneous bleed that was massive and with a brain shift, and eventually she did pass away. And I was devastated because in my mind, I caused this. I caused this. That's all I could say was I caused that error. I am the reason. And, you know, I spoke with the team about it. You know, I, they knew that I, it wasn't like I just didn't go in there. And they were like, well, we know you were next door and everything. Um, But even if you went at six, she could have bled at 610 and there wouldn't have been anything else we could have done about it. 
And that comforted me, and I really thank them for that. But I still have yet to kind of get over the fact that maybe if I had sent one of my colleagues in, you know, that that asking for delegating a task and not trying to do it all and be all and be, you know, just this person that feels like they don't need to burden her coworkers with her work didn't I can't say for I can't say for sure but for a long time I felt like you know I could have changed the scenario so from that error from that mistake from that event in itself I kind of I've learned two things I've learned that delegating and saying hey you know I'm swamped I just need a really quick you know assessment if you do not mind she does this and this I cannot leave from this room and I've worked with amazing nurses and I know they would have had my back. And um, I also learned that some things are beyond your control. And you're going to have these these moments and these events that will get you down. That that event I'm still healing from. I'm, I am woman enough to say as much. Um, so yeah. So I don't start crying on this track here. <laughs> Those are my two errors, my two mistakes, my two life events, whatever you want to call them that I learned from in these last seven to eight years as a nurse. And we would be happy if you want to share some with us. We'll keep them close. The, uh, we hope we're motivating you and we look forward for motivation from you. And once we get back from living our best lives, we'll be back with some new episodes. Until then, bye-bye.